welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast. My name is Andrea Fox. This is the environmental podcast for people like you who don't want to live in the woods off the grid, but do want to learn how they can help the planet. Hopefully, this podcast is helping cut through some of the climate change overwhelm. Today, I'm talking to the team behind the biodegradable coffee capsule so good it's giving George Clooney nightmares. Halo Coffee are our guests on the Age of Plastic podcast for this episode. First, though, big thank you to those of you who've left an Apple podcast review. Honoured. Uh, like Luminous89TX, simply wonderful. Thank you so much for your review. If you'd like to leave one, make sure you head to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and I could read it out on the next episode. Also, big love to you if you've already done that. And don't forget, if you've got a guest or topic you want me to cover, get in touch. It's super easy, guys. Age of Plastic Podcast on Instagram, Andrea underscore Fox on Twitter. Find us on Facebook or email me via my website, iamandreafox.co.uk. All links are in the show notes. Right then, get the kettle on, it's coffee time. Now, do you cafetiere or do you capsule when it comes to your morning fuel? Apparently, 50% of the carbon footprint of our coffee happens on our side of things. Lots of energy wasted when we put too many granules in a cafetiere or when we boil too much water, more than we actually need for our one coffee. If you're capsuling, you probably know by now that the plastic ones hang around for a few thousand years. But did you know the aluminium ones, only one in five is actually recycled. And if you're using the aluminium ones from the company I think you're thinking of, they send them back to Europe to be cleaned at separate different facilities across Europe before being downgraded. They're not actually made back into new aluminium capsules. Oh, and if you're chucking them in your council recycling, forget about it. They are definitely ending up in landfill. Step in Halo Coffee, the world's first 100% compostable coffee capsule. Find out exactly what they're made of, why zero waste is maybe a difficult thing to aim for, and Halo's big plans for the future. Oh, and also why, if you head to their office, you'll see some soil in a glass box. Here's my chat with the team from Halo Coffee. I'm joined by Halo Coffee's Sarah Lynn and James Proctor-Blaine. I love the tagline that you have, biodegradable coffee capsules, so good it's giving George Clooney nightmares. That was in a GQ magazine, wasn't it? That's a pretty, pretty good tagline. That's not even our tagline. They made that one up. Oh, that's free advertising for you. Thank you so much, GQ magazine. Um, so first off, like waste in the coffee industry, how bad is it? It's a huge problem. Just the very fact that there are so many coffee capsules being made, I think it's about 60 billion capsules now that are manufactured each year. Wow. Of which, yeah, absolutely, uh, a, a massive proportion of those end up in, in landfill. And it's... For me, I think it's, it's, it's the, the clearest manifestation of our single-use culture and our desire for convenience at the expense of the planet. And it, it's, it cannot continue. It absolutely cannot continue. So it's something that I think you know, all of us within the business are concerned about. It's funny, isn't it? Like coffee cups and coffee capsules. There's such a big waste industry. Like, nothing bad happens to you if you don't have a coffee. And people are just, no, I must have my coffee immediately, and I must have it in this thing which is going to last 500 years I could leave with. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, we're, we're, we're coffee lovers here as well, and I, none of us want to deny people their, their daily coffee. In fact, if I don't have my three cups of coffee in the morning, then I'm unbearable and, <laughs> and hideously unproductive. But there are ways to do it without damaging the planet and that's that's what we feel passionately about yeah uh, something that i wanted to bring up i've used the term zero waste quite a bit 
But everything we do creates some kind of waste in the planet. And Halo's ethos, it seems to be like, you can have the convenience of capsules, but here's a way to do it without harming the planet. Am I right? It's exactly that. We don't want to stop people drinking coffee. Of course we don't. Um, And we don't want to stop people having not just the convenience of of coffee capsules, because, of course, they are very convenient, but also um, the quality, the espresso that you only get from a a capsule. We just wanted to find a way of doing that in a way that was was good for the planet. And, And we believe we have as a business... Um, we're slightly surprised that other manufacturers don't seem to be concerned uh, or don't seem to be doing anything about it. But yeah, as far as, as far as we're concerned, we think we have a solution and we would like people to get on board with it. So tell us about this solution then. What's different about Halo coffee capsules? So basically everything. Um, so I've just seen the coffee capsules for the first time, like in real life. Um, so let's start with the outside packaging. What exactly is the outside packaging made of? Right, so it is wrapped in a biopolymer, which is home compostable. It will degrade in 90 days or less in your home compost, as is the box that holds the capsules and the insert, the stickers, everything is home compostable. Wow, even the stickers? Yeah. Because I'm peeling a lot of stickers off things at the moment, going, do I need this? (laughs) Putting that in the bin. Um, Cool, and then of course the capsule, the main part. And the capsule, which is the fun bit, is made from waste sugarcane fibre. So it is extending the life of a waste product. Um, and the coffee within, even that, is different because what you're finding in the capsule industry is a race to the bottom and people are trying to make it cheaper and putting whatever coffee they find. Whereas we didn't want to do that. We didn't want people to say, we won't buy your capsule because the coffee is lacking. Mm. So we've done everything in the best way possible speciality grade coffee and everything is home compostable. I was going to say there is a lot of confusion about home compostable isn't there and uh, you were just telling me about some big event in the coffee industry can you tell me a bit about that? The single serve capsule conference. But where was my invite? Lost in the house. <laughs> um, yeah so there's I mean even within the industry there are a lot of opinions and a lot of the manufacturers don't think compostable is the way forward, which is absolutely mad. And you were saying there is a big company, well, you don't need to name names, people can Google it, um, that have just recently said, oh, well, big news, we're coming out with something sustainable. But it's not actually because it's only compostable industrially. Yeah, and you're right, we shouldn't, we shouldn't name names. People can, can find it out for themselves. And actually, there's, there's more than one company doing it. it as a consumer, it, it makes me very cross because... I feel people are being lied to, um, and there's so much, we call it greenwashing, um, around this this subject. And I think, basically, some of the bigger manufacturers out there just don't want to be honest about what they're doing because they know it's terrible for the, for, for the planet. So, again, without sort of naming names, there are a lot of manufacturers out there who are using plastic pods. Well, they can't be recycled, and they're made from fossil fuels, so that's a disaster for the planet. Um, there are some manufacturers using aluminium pods. Well, they fall through the gaps or, or through the magnets at waste disposal sites, and I know because I've seen it, and they end up in landfill, so they're not great. Um, you can always you can, you can recycle some of them, and some manufacturers, again, um, not naming names but, but Mr. Clooney's friends, um, <laughs> will collect your aluminium capsules, and that's fine, but you have to ask, where are they sending them to? What's the air miles... Uh, in taking those capsules to the site where they get get recycled. Um, 
and the aluminium extraction process itself is hideous for the environment and, and uses a lot of, um, of sort of precious metals in it. Um, and then you get into the realm of compostability. And, and as you were sort of alluding to, there are a lot of manufacturers that will talk about their capsules being compostable. Well, what they really mean is industrially compostable. Uh, and the infrastructure for that barely exists in the UK. It's very um, sporadic from, from sort of local borough to local borough. And you can put these these industrially compostable, these bioplastic pods in your home compost or your garden, and um, they will hang around for up to two years because they're... Well, actually, the ones that hang out for two years are the home compostable ones. So the industrially compostable ones will be there for much longer. Much, much longer. So, you know, as, as I say... I, I for such an important issue, it's it's quite surprising just how the other manufacturers out there are just not engaging with this this issue at all. Why do you think it that they're getting away with greenwashing? Do you think it would take some kind of legal definition, maybe? This I'm just thinking of. Th- this easier. is the problem with terminology. There are so many words being thrown around, biodegradable compostable, industrially compostable, even within the industry, there's so much confusion. So how can you expect the consumer to know? Yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it? It's an absolute minefield. I was just saying, you basically need to do investigative journalism to make sure you, you're actually doing the right thing. Um, so we've been asking a lot of guests what the word sustainable means to them. So Sarah, James, what would you say sustainable means to you? I'm, I might have a slightly different definition on it to to whatever the dictionary says. But for me, Sustainable means you know, leaving no impact on the planet or, or not damaging the planet. I've got, I feel this very personally. I've got two kids and I look at them and I try and work out what, what condition we're leaving the planet in for them. And my objective professionally and as part of the, the business that I works for, work for is um, to work for something that's not going to damage their future. For me, it's as simple as that. So however you do it, However you, you make it happen, it's it really is about leave as little trace as possible. Sarah, would you go along with that? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to just say, James, you did work for unnamed other coffee brand, didn't you, before you moved to Halo? I, I did, yes. Uh, and, and we don't need to, to, to go into names on that. But it, it's, it's funny. I mean, they're, they're a good business. I enjoyed working with them. But they just didn't take the environmental point at all seriously. And I and I ran consumer research and I fed back to the business. I was saying, look, you know, people, consumers are saying the environment is important and we're using plastic pods and we need to do something about this. And there didn't seem to be any major appetite for for things to change. And in the end, I said, no, I, I can't I can't do this. I have to work for a business that's that's more ethical than this. I think that's amazing because it touches on something um, lots of people now want to work for companies that do exactly what Halo is doing and uh, it's sort of depressing that the businesses aren't paying attention but interesting that consumers definitely want it. Yeah I just I, I firmly believe this this issue is not going away I mean everything that I read in, in the news shows that we are you know, globally failing to address these issues. But also, you, you only have to look at things like the climate strikes in the, over the last couple of weeks. Consumers are getting angrier and angrier that businesses, corporations, politicians, everything, are failing to address this issue. And they are literally taking to the streets to protest it. So 
the notion that as as manufacturers that we can sit on our hands and do nothing just strikes me as uh, as ridiculous. We have to address this. Yeah, I find that really um, really heartening that you know that the consumers want it, and also, like you say, the climate strikes. Uh, it's it's there on the street. Um, one th- criticism I have heard is that maybe we shouldn't be using a food product uh, for something that's going to end up uh, decomposing. Are we using a natural resource like food, considering we have an abundance, but there's lots of people in, in the world that do not? Food poverty is obviously an issue. And I've heard, had people say to me in the past on this podcast that they don't think that we should be using things like sugarcane to make things. But I just feel like if the opposite is bioplastic, wh- where's that going to lead us? I mean, I think I mean it's, it's a fair point. Um, I can I can see the point that's being made. I think what, the way we would approach it is, we're a coffee manufacturer. We know people want coffee. Um, we know people want coffee capsules. If they don't buy them from us, they will buy them from somewhere somewhere else. The best option that we have found in terms of sustainability, environmental impact, are the capsules that we're we're currently using, um, which, as Sarah says, are made from sort of sugarcane bagasse. Um, so that is is the route that we've taken. If a route, another route became available that wasn't food waste product that we could we could look at, then of course we would happily look at it. But I think for now, we feel it's a choice between something that yes is a food waste product uh, or something that is either bioplastic or plastic or aluminium, and we don't we don't think that's the way we want to go down. I have to agree. Like if the other options are aluminium or plastic, this is completely completely a viable option um we were looking just in your office outside at your little experiment can you tell us about your beautiful degrading coffee capsules in the office um yeah it's 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 funny isn't it it's some it's some nice office art yeah and and that's why it's an art installation that's that's (laughs) that's what we thought no it's or is it's about putting our, our, our kind of money where our mouth is a little bit and we know from the science, we, we, we teamed up with the University of Northampton uh, a while ago to check our, our capsules and, make, and to make sure that they do comp- degrade in between sort of four to six weeks. This is our way of, of testing that in a practical scenario. So we have set up a little tank. We filled it with soil. Um, it's actually got some, some grass growing on the top of it, so, so that shows that it, it's working. And we have buried... Some of our capsules, some bioplastic capsules, some aluminium capsules, some plastic capsules, and we are literally filming the results. And because um, the tank has a nice glass side, so we can see what's going on in there. And already we are seeing that our capsules are starting to break apart in the soil. And I think within a couple of weeks, there will be very little of them, uh, if anything, left to, to be seen, whereas the, the others are still very much there. So... I guess the point for, for me is that, you know, we make these claims. It's important to us to know that the claims that we're making for our product are, are legitimate. And so this experiment or trial, call it whatever you want, is, is our way of, of checking that for ourselves. Um, it must be really nice as well to see literally there, there's your proof as well in the middle of the office. Because um, my father-in-law has a composter and he's always whinging that eggshells come out the bottom of it. So even something natural can take a long, long time to break down. So the fact that you've had the coffee capsules in the crown for a few weeks and you can see them must be really amazing. Yeah, and um, it's just good to to be able to put our hands on our hearts and say, yes, we, we, 
this is something that we believe to be true about our product, and actually we're we're checking it. We have consumers emailing us, texting us all the time. Uh, we get people sending in really nice photos of their compost heap, um, which you know when I started out in, in in marketing was not something I ever expected to be receiving in my inbox every, every morning. Is uh, is pictures of compost heaps and, and garden, but no, it is great. It shows that people are using our product in the way that it's supposed to be and that it works and that they're happy with it. Um, it gives us a really nice feeling. So a lot of sustainable businesses, just like Halos, um, are kind of like disruptors in the market. You share an office with quite a few of them as well, I've just realised as I walk in. So what's Halos' big plans for the future? I think Halos' plan long term would be to be a home for multiple different products, coffee, tea, salt, chocolate. But for consumers to know that if you buy a Halo coffee or a chocolate, it is packaged and sourced in the way that's most sustainable for the world and just for our name to be synonymous with sustainability. I think actually Sarah's made a really important point which which not everybody appreciates about us, I think, which is we don't see ourselves primarily as a coffee business. Um, we see ourselves as a, an environmentally sustainable business. Um, hence the name, hence the office, hence everything about us. Coffee is just one manifestation of that, and it's where we're focusing our efforts at the moment. Um, but, but the core of our business is the is the sustainability piece. Um, would we ever do a coffee capsule that wasn't sustainable? No, absolutely not. That's not what we are here to do. Would we do, as Sarah says, a tea or a chocolate or a, I don't know, a, a soft drink or a beer? Or and yeah, it, for us, what's important is not. The product itself, it's it's the packaging, it's the impact on the planet. That's that's what really matters to us. Oh my God, working for a chocolate company would be amazing. Because <laughs> you've got toast ale outside, so is there anything you can do with coffee capsules and uh, hops? Well, the, the sky is the limit. I mean, I mean, they, you know, they're, they're they're a great bunch of guys. We've worked with them already on on social media. Um, they only sit about ten yards away from from us, so we should probably go and have another chat with them uh, and drink some more of their, their their great beer. But I think what's exciting for me about this is is actually the way new technologies are combining, the way new businesses and uh, innovations are are working together to the point where, yeah, you can say, oh, you guys have done that in that industry. That's really interesting. We can use that in ours. Um, I don't want to say that you know the the, the young kids are going to rescue the environment because I don't I don't really think that's a viable way of looking at it. But as, you know, even as an old hand uh, <laughs> as as I am, um, it's constantly inspiring to me to see the new ideas that are coming through from a variety of different markets and, and sectors and thinking, yeah, there are all kinds of things coming coming up that, that could be great for the planet. We just need to jump on them. Yeah. And I guess we can't just leave it all down to the kids. It's, it's a little bit of pressure for them, bless them, isn't it? But the climate strike was amazing. I did walk around thinking, like... If that was my kid, I'd be so proud. It was, it was, it was really amazing, wasn't it? So it's, it's nice, like you say, the innovation is there, the consumer demand and pressure is there. So it's just up to governments to catch up, really. Um, so we always like to ask uh, our guests uh, a few questions. 
The most difficult one is this one. Um, to prove we're lovers, not haters, because plastic is a good item. Uh, and in some industries, it's been revolutionary, like medicine, for example. But we're just using it in the wrong way. Is there a non-single-use item of plastic in your life that you could not do without? Well, mine would be my phone case, because... God knows what would happen to my phone if it didn't have one. You Look at mine. I haven't got one on at the moment, and it's freaking me out. I need, I need to get one of those recycled ones. James, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can see the point of the, the phone thing. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of my phone. I think I might throw it in the river at some point. <laughs> well, if, if that wasn't so bad for the, the planet itself. Um, I have got a very old, it's probably about 10 years old, iPod. Um, that what? has my, yeah. I, I remember those. Yeah, this, thank you. Um... <laughs> Showing my age now, and it's got about 18,000 tracks on it. And that is that's probably the one item in my, my flat that I would rescue if there was a fire. I know there's some plastic in that, so it would have to be that. Yeah, I know I'm the same. I'm like laptop. I couldn't live without it, and I know it's got plastic in it. Um, but hey, it's not single use. Um, and finally, guys, your environmental hero, please. Sarah? Well, mine would have to be David Attenborough. So David Attenborough. Big um, Dave. Sh- for what he's done for the cause, I think he's opened the eyes of so many people and we have him to thank for the success of Halo in part because if not for him, people would still largely be in the dark. So I think he's a very important person um, in the sustainability space and funnily, we've partnered with a charity called the Perfect World Foundation who... um, recently presented Sir David Attenborough with an award. So, you know, we're loving that little connection. Oh, my God, you're basically best friends. Exactly. He'll be texting you all the time. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, James, what about you? Your environmental hero? Um, Greta Thunberg. I, I just, I, I'm in awe of what she's done. And I know she's getting a huge amount of stick, some, some, some really unpleasant stick from people who are saying, you know, she's being manipulated by her parents or she should be in school and no I no I think she's amazing and she's right um the younger generation are becoming increasingly aware that this needs to be sorted and they're the ones taking a stand and it's people like her who are capturing the headlines and yeah I think back to what I was like at 16 and I was nowhere near as switched on or as organised or as energetic so no I, I totally take my hat off to her. Yeah. Some excellent choices there guys thank you so much for joining me on the Age of Plastic podcast we're going to go finish our Halo coffee now if it's not gone cold. Great suggestions from Sarah and James there from Halo coffee and you can find out more about their compostable stickers and all their different coffee blends at halo.coffee yeah cool website they also ship their capsules globally and are already shipped to customers in 50 countries if you want to check them out Also, if you look in the show notes, you'll find some interesting articles that Sarah and James shared with me, all to do with the carbon footprint of your coffee, if you want to do more reading on that. Okay, time for today's eco life hack. A quick one. As we mentioned mobile phones quite a lot in our chat with Halo Coffee today, um, this is about charging your phone. Don't leave it on overnight. It's not just bad for the handset and the battery, it's massively energy inefficient. The best way to charge it is to leave it on airplane mode and plug it in. You're welcome. Get in touch with your eco life hacks, your guest suggestions, or topics you want me to cover. Uh, and if you would like some more eco life hack tips, I highly recommend How to Save the World for Free from past podcast guest Natalie Fee from City to Sea. That is her book. It's available to pre order now and it's out on October the 16th. 
I've got a few to give away online, so head to the Age of Plastic on social media to find out how. Coming up next time on the Age of Plastic podcast, food waste. It's a massive issue, from farm level to supermarkets and our homes, and also businesses. I'll be chatting to the co-founder of app Too Good To Go, which saves delicious food and fights food waste. That's all coming up next time on the Age of Plastic podcast. Now, though, time for my eighth coffee of the day.